enough. Yosef, how are you? Yosef, how are you? Good morning. How's it going over there? How are you? Baruch Hashem. When are you coming back? Yeah, great. On what? the 27th. 27th. That's like another uh, two weeks. Sunday, yeah. Wow. Yeah, a couple of weeks yet. Yeah. Today's I'm coming a... back with Zach, Oh, yeah? He's coming back? Terrific. Yeah. Very, very good. How long is he coming for? Uh, I think three weeks. Wow. Wonderful. Great. How, today's a Monday. Are we still on target? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, still eating well and uh, sure. trying to get some exercise. Very good. Okay, good. All right, here we go. Um, what? Take it off speaker? Okay, here we go. All right, so we, we left off yesterday with this idea um, that the main ish, the main thing that's taking place here is really this idea of bittel, and this level of bittel, right, is really expressed both mitzad the angle of simcha and the angle of chesed. We see it, and it's really coming from this similar idea. It's this idea of setting oneself aside. When a person is able to set oneself aside, he's able to bepoil mamish, right? He winds up doing chesed, and in actuality, he feels the he feels the simcha. So it really goes together. I think we're up to Baha'inyan, right? 2, 3, 15, is that true? Is that where we got up to? Where do we get up to? Back on 314? Yeah, <coughs> Okay. So he says like this, So now we can understand the nimshal from everything that we just discussed. So it's understood from everything we said. From the idea of simcha down here. So namely, the concept of a person becoming bittel and setting himself aside. So in the same way, you'll understand in the upper world. With this great simcha that takes place with the ma'atzil, the emanator himself. So to speak, Hashem sets himself aside, and that's how it works. So the concept is as follows. As it's known, that there is no comparison between the Ne'etzalim and the Etzim emanator himself. Namely, all, even the world of Hatzilus, which is on such a high level, cannot compare to Hashem. Because like we say, that even that level, namely the level of Atilus, is only receiving from a ray alone. So in order to facilitate that there should be the bringing into existence of the emanated entities from the emanator himself, from Hashem himself. The only way that this could take place is through a level of tzimtzum of his essence himself. Namely the level of anava, like we were talking about earlier. That like it says about Hashem, that in the place of his greatness, that's where you find his humility. Namely, the idea is that in order for Hashem to, so to speak, 
give over and to create, there has to be a limitation on Hashem's part. In other words, He has to limit His greatness. If He doesn't limit His greatness, then there's nothing, right? There, there's no sp- space for anything, right? That's what winds up happening. The simcha, as we know, is branched out from the anaba. Which is what is causing the tzimtzum in the bittel of His essence. In other words, in order to bring out a ray of energy to be able to infuse the worlds, right, with chayis and to actually bring a life into the world. So Hashem has to lower himself down, so to speak, to make this happen. That's the only way it's going to happen. That is connected very much with the concept of anava, the concept of lowering oneself down, to limiting oneself, taking oneself out of the picture, so to speak. It's all connected. So just like we see that is Ne'etzal, right? That he emanates. The Orachachma, from the essence of Hashem himself. Which we have to say that Hashem is way beyond the level of Chachma. So the only way to do it is by Hashem, so to speak, limiting himself. By Hashem contracting himself, that's how he is going to be able to give over to emanate something else. That's how it's able to matil, that's how it's able to emanate the light of Chachma. And also we have the same idea with Chachma going down to Midos. In other words, every step down that you're going to take in the Seder Ishtalshos, what needs to happen is there has to be a contraction of the higher level, a limitation on the higher level, in order to give over to the lower level. Here we're talking about Ilva Al in particular, and we know that, that the, uh, the example that is given for, uh, for this is uh, the example of Yesh Mi Yesh, the idea of Hashpa, which is the concept of one thing on top limiting itself in order to be able to give over to something on a lower level. Let's read a little bit further, then we'll discuss it. EF Shashiyah Hisabasamida. It would be impossible for there to be a bringing into existence of a particular Mida from Chachma only through the Tzimtzum of his Chachma The only way that could happen is that there has to be first a contraction of the higher level in order to give over to the lower level. And that's why it would be impossible to have the bring into existence, right, of something on a lower level if you did not have this contraction. For example, This is the level of the Meitzer Hagaron. This is the level of the narrowness of the throat. Which separates the Meichin in the head to the Midas, right? This is what we talked about on several occasions. This idea that on the one hand, right, the greatest thing about the head is that it's separated from the Midas. That's what enables a person to be able to think in a logical manner. He's able to think in a, in a way that he's not, uh, he's not um, so to speak, uh, bribed by his Midas. Right? He's able to think logically, even though his emotions might be directing in a certain way. 
Nevertheless, his intellect could kick in and say, no, this is what needs to be done on this particular occasion, for example. That's called meichin, right? Above the midos, masha'enkin, an animal, for example. The animal is something that walks around on four legs, and the midos and the meichin are on the same level. So the midos impact the meichin constantly. By a human, which is an, a line, it's an up and down type of situation, the meichin stays separate from the midos. Now, of course, we understand from that also that there's a problem because sometimes we could have uh, beautiful ideas in our head and we have to start to uh, shove them down our throats in order to really get them to impact the midos because the objective of the whole thing is to impact your midos. But it has to be the meichin is impacting the midos. The meichin is directing the midos. That's the way it needs to be handled. So now, in order to get, have this situation, you have to have something that's empty, so to speak, in between the meichin and the midos. That is called the meitzer hagaron, the narrowness of the throat. That level, that in-between stage, causes there to be this separation. Let's go further. Shehu bechin is meitzer hagaron. This is the level of the meitzer hagaron. The narrowness of the throat, hamavsik, which separates bein a meichin between the meichin and the head, and the midah shabalev and the emotions in the heart. Kikedei shemida shehi mohus acher yishavu memohus haseichel. That in order that the midah, <coughs> which is a, a totally different entity, could be able to be brought, so to speak, out from the mohus of seichel, tzarich lios hefsek bein time. There has to be a division. There has to be a separation. There has to be something that stops in between. Why? That this is the place of the throat, right? The neck. Because over there, in the throat, there is no seichel. So there's, there's narrow, long place that divides that you have to go from place one to place two. But by definition, the entity of place one cannot be in that area. That enables there to be an empty space in order for there to be a creation of place two. Yeah? That that's where the, it goes away, it disappears, it separates the lights of the ma'ichin. But on the other hand, you don't have the midos there at all. So you have something that's not. That's what is known as the makom panoi. This is the separation, this is the division that separates between the seichel and the midos. Remember, I gave, I've, I've given you this example before with regards to when we learned the idea of a tzimtzum. That Rabbi Paltiel, I heard it from him one time. It's a, I think it's a tremendous mashal. And that is the bacher from 770. Remember that mashal? I don't know if, you, if, you heard, if I told it recently. The idea of a bacher in 770, right, who was going to Febrengen's all the time with the Rebbe, and every Febrengen, right, every Febrengen with his mashpia, he's being told, you're nothing, you're nothing, you're nothing, you're nothing, you're an ayin, 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 ayin. So he grows up completely with this concept of ayin, this concept of bittel, this concept of that that's not who he is, that's not where he's ayin, he's a soldier, he's bittel, 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 bittel. Then what happens? Right, he gets married and he gets sent on shlichus. And when he goes on shlichus, he goes out to uh, whatever, you know, pick a place, Alaska, right? We always talk about Alaska, right? He goes out to Alaska. And when he's in Alaska, sitting and drinking coffee with his wife for breakfast, 
He's not doing anything. Because his whole life he's been told he's an I and 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 I. So what am I supposed to do? He's now, but at the same time, now he's separated from the source. He's separated in a way. He's not in the source. He's no longer in 770. He's no longer the Rebbe right there. He's no longer with the Mashbiyam that are jumping down his throat. So he's still, in a certain sense, feeling the energy of I and I and I and I and I and, but he's separate. And he needs then uh, the Rebbe's secretary to call him and say, look, I think you should make a menorah lighting. So, okay, he's going to go and make a menorah light. But there has to be a certain space that he's in that he's not <clears throat> the 770 Bachar yet, but he still hasn't implemented the idea of shlichus. Okay, he's not in Crown Heights anymore. He's in Montana or he's in uh, Alaska, wherever we're talking about. So, but at that point in time, he hasn't done anything yet. All he's done is he's separated himself from the source. <coughs> the same thing here. You have the idea of Meichin, right? And then you have to have a certain period of empty space that the Meichin are not there in order for there to be the opportunity to build something new. <coughs> so this is the concept. Similarly with the relationship. You could have a relationship, right? It's like a very interesting balance with a, with a, with a parent and a child, right? On the one hand, the parent is needs to direct the child. The child doesn't know what is what's flying, right? So the parent needs to direct the child. On the other hand, <clears throat> the parent has to strike a certain balance where he allows the child to grow. He allows the child to become his own person. That the child is not just an extension of the parent in terms of just thinking exactly what the parent thinks and doing exactly what the parent does and whatever. The child has, is, a, is his own person at the end of the day. On the other hand, you want to derive, you want to direct the child. You don't want the child just, you know, being, you know, hefker, you know, going off into all different types of, uh, you know, shtusim that he shouldn't be getting involved in. So it's like that balance of, on the one hand, there has to be this direction, there has to be this, but you have to make space for the child to be able to also grow on his own, to also become independent, to also, because the idea of chinuch is the idea of building independence. Right, that's what you want. That's the goal. The goal is that you want to create a child that is going to be an independent, responsible entity in the world. Right. So there has to be this balance between, on the one hand, direction; on the other hand, allowing the child to have his own space to be able to grow. These are all ideas that bring out the same point: that there's, it's there the moichin, but there has to be a space which allows there to become midos. And this is the way it is with the creation of anything, one thing from something else. Like it's written elsewhere. Like for example, even the idea of a bird, right, coming out of a shell, right, or coming out of an egg, right? 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 That's the idea of that the, the shell has to be broken, so to speak. Or, for instance, the the, the tipa or the rikfun vegaron pa'aretz kaidim sheisavu avlad or apri. Or, for example, the seed of of a human being. Or, for example, even the seed of of of, uh, of uh, what you might call it in nature, right? It has to go. It has to first it has to go. Right? You have a beautiful, uh, you know, sunflower seed that you want to eat, even. You can eat the sunflower seed, but instead you put it in the ground, 
So in order for the sunflower seed to grow, it needs to first break apart. It has to have a pl- time of ayin. Then you could have a plant that comes through it. That's what winds up happening. There has to be that, that yesh to yesh has to have an ayin in between. Or you even take, a, for example, right? you uh, bring like a piece of clay. So you have a piece of clay and you want to make it into something. So you have to, or, uh, right? you have to break it apart in order that you could then use it in order to then put it together in order to make like a cup or something like whatever you're going to make with it. Excuse me. There has to be some sort of break in between. And that bechinas is ayin hayuli. This is the idea of the, the, the period of potentiality. In other words, while it's a seed in, in the cupboard, Right, so it's not doing anything. You could you could leave that seed there, right? They found recent, uh, whenever I saw somewhat recently, they found uh, date seeds from like three thousand years ago, or two thousand years ago, right? In uh, like when they were in Masada or wherever, one of those places over there, right? Some sort of archaeologist found all these dates and they grew them, right? They were able to grow them. Why? Because it's in a dormant state. The same thing, you know. You have a piece of clay. It's in your closet. Nothing's happening to it, right? Or all of the other, you know, ideas. You have to first, you have to, you have to have it get into a point where you could now break it apart and have this potentiality. Now that's when it brings out, oh, now it can grow into a date palm. That's the idea. It's impossible for a yesh to go into another yesh without an ayin in between. It's a very, very important part, right? You even see it in terms of athletes, right? A person who is like a top star, like in high school, right, or even in college, the first thing that has to happen in order for him to get to the next level is he has to be broken, that he has to now create something new. Of course, he's not losing everything that he had before, chas v'shalom, for sure not. But you have to, he has to go through a metamorphosis in a certain way before he could become a star on the next level. Right? It always happens that way. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a breaking apart before you can get to the next level. Right? And even in learning, you see it a lot of times. A person can reach a certain max in a certain class or a certain type of understanding, and then all of a sudden, like, he can't get any further. Then he has to break himself. He has to become frustrated in order to break through to another, a whole new level. Now he comes a new level. Oh, now it's something different. So, so we see this in general. Right? And all the whole levels of the Seder Ishtalshus and all the creations and all the right, emanations, as we're saying here. Right? When you go from ila la'al, cause to effect. Right? And even if you're talking about the ila ha'ilos, from the highest of all levels. Right? The makor of our makor. Namely, the essence of Hashem Himself. The only way to do this is if there's a tzimtzum in the level of the atmos. There has to be a breaking. There has to be, not a breaking, but there has to be a stopping. There can't be this continuous energy from the atmos or So what causes there to be this space? This is the level of simcha. That's what we're talking about here. This is the level of the anava, the level of self, like retraction that you're able to retract yourself, right? Like the idea of a child and a parent, as much as the parents wants to be on top of the child's head, right? 
at a certain time, a certain moment, the, ch- the parent has to retract himself. He has to give space for the child. He has to make that room in order for the child to fill up that space. That needs to happen in order for the child to become a normal, natural, independent human being. Without that, the child is a, is a nutcase. That's basically what happens, right? So it's a, it's a, it's a very, very you know, delicate balance that needs to take place between this, on the one hand, guidance, and on the other hand, allowing the child to fall. Allowing the child to, you know, it's like when, it, when you're having a child before, as he's starting to walk, right? On the one hand, he's crawling, 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 crawling. Okay, he can crawl all the way across the room, whatever. What do you need? But he needs to stand. So he stands up on his two feet, right? And immediately, what happens afterwards? You put him up on his two feet, he falls. That's what happens, right? And if a parent is not going to allow the child to stand up on his two feet and allow the child to take the first step, right? He can never walk. But on the other hand, you have to allow the child to fall. You have to allow the child to take that step. And even if it is going to, he is going to fall one time, two times, ten times, a hundred times, whatever it is. But it's, it's that iron in between that now allows him to move around not as a crawler, but now as a walker. Kapish? Good? So this we don't have to express, right? Obviously, the simcha upstairs, in terms of the Abishar, in terms of the creation, cannot be compared whatsoever to the simcha down here. Because the Abishar is, is not a human. The Abishar doesn't have a body. <coughs> and similarly, you could say the same thing about Atzilus, the idea of Chachma. You can't compare the Chachma of a human being to Chachma of Atzilus. It's not it and it's not even similar to it. There's no there's no there's no connection. Rak. Shebechinas ha'chachma de atzilus hu bechinas makor de makor lisavus ha'chachma de biya. Only that what that the, you have to say that there is some sort of trace, namely that the chachma vatzilus is a makor of a makor of the creation of the chachma in bria in yitzira and asiya. That's the way it works. Kach bechinas simcha elyon in the same way the simcha above. Which was emanated initially, in order that what, <coughs> in order that he should be able to mitzamsim himself, in order that he should be able to bring out the emanations, namely the world of Atzilus, that is the source, that is the root, that is the where the, the, the jumping point to all the simcha that's going to be down here below. So, in other words, it has a similar, it has a trace that runs through it, right? It has the same quality. That's why we know that the only way to be besimcha down here in this world is through the anava, in the same way that we see the same thing, that that's where, the, right, in other words, the blueprint for this is in, in Hashem. You can't try to do it any other way. It doesn't work because it's not there. You have to, you know, it's like an architectural, you know, blueprint. You know, whatever you have in the blueprint, that's what you're going to have in the actual building itself. You can't find something in the building that wasn't in the blueprint, or it's not supposed to at least, right? 
In other words, if it's not designed, if you if the if the blueprints calls for you know certain type of stone, right? You're not going to find a different type of stone in 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 the building itself because those are the stones that 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 were in the blueprint. Those are the stones that were ordered, and those are the stones that were used. So it's the same thing. Kabish, good. So this now we can understand. Namely, that we're adding simcha in Hashem Himself, through the letters of Havaya. What does this mean? Let's go further. Right? That what? Namely, he says, if you take a look in the footnote number 40 here, it brings it out nicely. This additional simcha is expressed, is brought out from by the idea that you're making a simsum in the oraloki, right? In order, because the goal is that what? That it should shine into the world. Through the light of the spheres, which is meroimes, which is hinted at with the shem havaya, simcha bahavaya, right? That's the idea. Okay, back in the mimer. Commotion Allah, Just like the the level of chachma was emanated through the oisios havaya, afal pisha simcha zu hu baatzmuso dafka. Even though the simcha is in atzmuso dafka, they la niyachas atzmo. The whole idea is that in in Hashem, mainly in the etzim of Hashem Himself. <clears throat> it's Dafka, he's setting himself aside. That's how it works. But what's the idea? What's the goal of it? The goal is that it should be that they should come out from it, Shemavaya. It should come out, the Seder Ishtalshus, in all the different worlds. That's the goal. So therefore, through this arousal from below, Kamos, Besimchashal Mitzvah, namely through the Simchashal Mitzvah. Namely, when a Jew is unbelievably besimcha, but simcha shal mitzvah maisifim ma'orim or simcha elyone ba'atzmuso. So then it's ma'orir. It's adding in ma'orir the or of the simcha elyone ba'atzmuso. Shaliyadeze yatsam bebechinas atzmuso. That that's going to increase in the simcha lemaila, which will then cause Hashem to set Himself more aside, which will cause Hashem to become more involved in the world, because in order for Him to give more. Into the world, he has to set himself aside more so that we can give more into the world. Achim Cain, Havale Lameira, Simcha Behashem. Velama Amar Behashem Simcha. So wait a minute. So he says, why? It should say Simcha in Hashem. Why Behashem Simcha? Right? What is this? The Mashmashem Moisifim or Hashem, Be Simcha Zu Shabbat Silus. Namely, it's Mashmat that we're adding. In the light of Hashem, in the Simcha, this in Atzilus itself. Uh, let's look at footnote number forty-three a second. It seems like the it's understood from the pasuk that the addition that is caused through the humble people, he Simcha Madrega Shem Havaya. It's not just the Etzim Simcha which brings to the level of Shem Havaya. <coughs> that it seems like from this that through their actions they're causing an addition also in the ha'ara also in the ray of the oraloki which we're talking about here 
Back in the point, let's just finish at the end of the paragraph. Through the four letters of Avaya, that we're adding to the light, adds light of Simcha. Excuse me. Like it says, Hashem will be happy. With his things that he's made, that his creations, Kamova Ikra Hashem Hashem Kel Rachum Erech Apayim Perish Aidei Havaya Nimshach Lios Kel Rachum, namely through the level of Havaya, it'll bring out the idea of Kel Rachum. So we have to understand this a little bit more. So now we have we're 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 faced with a. Uh,